Welcome back to JDA Football Podcast. On this episode, we are going to be bringing you a congratulations to Liverpool. It's killing me saying that. Recent news, match reviews, transfer news, contract extensions for different players at different clubs. You broke it. Hopefully, that should be good. But yeah, Alex is, we've got a little private chat going on and Alex is doing not nice words here to the <laughs> Liverpool fans. But we will keep those words from this podcast. But to, yeah, I hope you enjoy to. this episode. So, to start off, we're going to have to congratulate Liverpool. Um, me and Alex, have, if you watched the stream last night, we'll, this, is, this is a dark day in English football and the Premier League for everyone, I think. Not just the rivals, but it hurts the rivals the most. What about you, Joe? How, how are you feeling? Um, well, I can't believe they've actually finally done it. Thirty years, Jesus. Thirty years, and they've been smoked throughout. They haven't won a Premiership in thirty years, and they've still been smug every single time I've talked to any Liverpool fan. And now they've won. I can't imagine what's coming now. I mean, the I, I saw the celebrations last night outside Anfield. Clearly, no social distancing going yeah, they, on there. Yeah, they should be um, rejected the title because uh, their fans are just not abiding just law at the moment so um if it could be passed down to um 12th place that would be greatly appreciated but i feel like that's the only um good thing that's going to happen out of the league so right so the champions league is being rebooted sort of but it's a restart really from this season and it will be across 19 days i think so the last of 16 will take place on the 7th to the 8th of august all of these venues in the last 16 of uh, venues to be decided over Europe, with the course finals taking place from the 12th of August to the 15th in Lisbon, and the semi-finals on the 18th to the 19th will take place in Lisbon as well, with the final on the 23rd of August in Lisbon. What do you think about that, Joe? The setup's a bit different this year. Um, yeah, it's a bit weird that they're all doing they're doing it all in Lisbon. Why particularly Lisbon? Uh, I'm not sure. That might not might have not as many cases of coronavirus. I'm not too sure, and they might have facilities, but yeah, hold the uh, European training and cup competitions. But yeah, it's a bit of a weird one how they're just doing it there. Yeah, it is, uh, especially because like uh, they're not using some of the more famous, prestigious grounds like Camp Nou or other grounds. Yeah, Alex, what do you think? Um, well, it's I find it weird how they're just doing it over 19 days, seeing as um, clubs already have a very busy schedule for the end of the season. I know um, we were watching some of the games and some teams look absolutely shattered after playing just one or two matches. And I think um, the English teams, especially still in the Champions League, will, will probably struggle in the league now that they've got that to deal with as well. So it should be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, so now we're going to go on to some match reviews and we'll try and get through these quite quickly because there's quite a couple to get through. So we filmed our podcast last Saturday and some of these games were playing. So firstly, we'll start off with Watford 1, Leicester 1. Alex, what did you think of that game? I know you watched it. Uh, so yeah, I think Watford overall were very good defensively. They managed to um, 
thwart sorry the um, the Leicester attack very well, and I think Leicester did have quite a couple of chances to score uh, with Vardy in the first half, but obviously they failed to do so, and um, they were a bit unlucky to concede. I thought Watford after that Ben Chilwell uh, absolute screamer, but obviously Dawson with the overhead kick in the last minute. Uh, rescued a point for Watford, so I feel like a draw would have been a fair result for both the teams. Yeah, the next game is Brighton versus Arsenal. It was 2-1 to Brighton with Neil Marpe getting uh, the last-minute sort of winner and Dunk getting one in the 75th minute with Pepe scoring an absolute banger in the 16th minute. But that was all overshadowed by a Matteo Guendouzi red card, which saw him get get his hand and like do the Darth Vader on him and put him get his neck and just go like that it wasn't very forceful but you could see it went into him uh, it was I think Marpe in the game said something about you'll never earn as much as me or something it was either Guendouzi or one of them but yeah just silly uh, but Brighton got the win there so the next game is West Ham versus Wolves at the London Stadium Alex what did you make of this one um, so yeah I think West Ham definitely played um a lot worse defensively against Wolves than um, against Tottenham, I thought. Um, obviously, Raul Jimenez getting the, the one goal in the match, was it? Uh, so, Raul Jimenez got one and Pedro Neto oh, yeah. got an absolute bang goal. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, so, yeah, obviously, Pedro Neto still being a young player for Wolves out on the wing and he just absolutely rocketed it into the top corner, top right corner. Um, but, yeah... West Ham defensively don't look on form. Uh, I think they improved a bit against Tottenham. Um, they looked a bit more compact, but obviously Wolves look like they are battling for the Champions League places this season, and who knows? Yeah, of course. And the next game is Bournemouth versus Crystal Palace. Of course, the first ever Premier League game to be televised on the BBC. And Milivojevic scored a brilliant free kick. And Ayu, in the 23rd minute, um, just scored a goal into the bottom left it was a good goal the play that went up to it but yeah Bournemouth look like they want to go down and they, I presume they will go down but yeah Crystal Palace fully deserve that win the next game is Newcastle versus Sheffield United and it was 3-0 with John Egan getting sent off did you watch the highlights for this one Alex? Uh, yeah uh, Newcastle for me looked um, reborn going forward obviously with Joe Linton uh, Almoron St Maximan all leading the attack and yeah it was nice to see Joel Linton getting a goal as well against a very resolute uh, Sheffield United defence as well but John Egan getting sent off early in the second half really didn't help and then it just opened the floodgates afterwards and Matt Ritchie also getting quite a good goal as well to make it 2-0 to Newcastle so yeah if Newcastle can keep this form up I'm pretty sure they they could do well next season. Yeah um, the next game was Aston Villa versus Chelsea, the 2-1 crushing defeat for Villa. What do you think of that one, Joe? Um, I was really disappointed with this game. Obviously, we were leading them at half-time with a brilliant goal from Courtney Hawes. But then we, we got fell to the Chelsea attack. Um, Christian Pulisic scored in the 60th minute, not very far into the second half. I would have taken a draw at that point because it would have proved to our squad that we are a good side and that we can do well. But then, two minutes after that, Olivier Giroud, um, he scored, and 
it finished us off basically. Our heads dropped. Uh, we weren't coming back from there. Uh, I was really disappointed in that game because it just showed what our defence was like. Because um, we make a lot of mistakes, and two, a goal two minutes after another goal, it's not good for any team. Yeah, yeah. I'm really disappointed. Yeah, of course you were getting the winner in that match, Alex, the Merseyside derby. We did that game. What do you think of that? Well, it was um, intense most of the second half. In the first half, it was um, a little bit more open, seeing as no side really got um, a big chance. In the game, I think we we did enough to win it. Actually, we did um, very well defensively. Obviously, fullbacks Coleman and Dinier played very well. And then if Tom Davis had to squeeze that in, it could have been our first win in the derby since 2010. So, yeah, very close. And um, yeah, just a bit annoying to be honest. We we reduced Liverpool to a lot of chance, um, not a lot of chances. Sorry, and I feel like. If we keep that going, obviously we did it against Norwich as well, um, which we'll talk about in a minute. But yeah, if we keep that going, I think we'll do well for the rest of the season. I yeah. thought you were the better team that game. Because yeah. they obviously had more class than you and you could see that on the pitch, but you reduced all of their chances to nothing and you had a lot of very close chances. Uh, just a shame you didn't win it. Yeah. The next game was... The Manchester City battering of Burnley, uh, which was a 5-0, which was overshadowed by some just stupid act from the Burnley. Well, we don't know if it was a Burnley fan, do we? But, uh, yeah, yeah. And then Ben, ben Mee talked after, if you want to go and yeah. watch that, it's on Sky. Stuff, so. Yeah, ben, ben Mee was very inspirational after the game. But um, going to back to the actual football, Phil Foden, the Stockport Iniesta, came up with two goals, brilliant goals. And Mares got up with two goals as well, and so did David Silva. Very good game from City. That Burnley just didn't look like they wanted it, and City looked quite good. But we'll come on to the games that they didn't look so good too from yesterday, as you might have known. James, but going on, <laughs> going on to the Tuesday games, and I'm not sure if anybody watched this. I didn't. It was Leicester versus Brighton, a boring nil nil. Alex, what do you think of this? Oh well. Brighton in the first half obviously they got a penalty in like the 15th minute um, with Schmeichel saving it from Neil Mope which he's been in the news quite often recently obviously for for his uh, performance against Arsenal but both teams obviously they'd already played a match by then and they both looked pretty sluggish Um, both teams defences didn't have much to do and I think their attacks were just a bit too slow for both of the defences so yeah, it wasn't a very open game. I'd say Leicester were on top, uh, as you'd expect. But yeah, either team could have won it, and <laughs> no team had the spark in the final third, I don't think. Yeah, Leicester didn't look like the team that they were before lockdown, that's for sure. No. And also going on to the next game, which we also did a live stream for, was Tottenham versus West Ham. The 2 0 win with Sojicek, so- so- got it right this time, scoring an own goal, which. West Ham really didn't deserve that. They just had a couple of attacks after that, and then Harry Kane got a counter attack from a Stephen Bergwijn pass that led them two 0 in front. It was a very even game. The scoreline does not does not recognise how much West Ham put effort in, and Jared Bowen just he was he was class, wasn't he, Alex? Yeah, I think on the counter attack, um, a few times he should have he should have scored, but 
yeah, it's all down to um, the defence that Tottenham put out. And although they were shaky at some points, especially with Jared Bowen and um, Mikel Antonio running at them, I think they did just enough to um, stop West Ham from getting back in the game. Yeah, we're nearly there, folks. Folks, that's how to say it. Um, going on to the Wednesday games, we've got Manchester United versus Sheffield United. Probably the best Manchester United performance I've ever seen this season um, so far. And, yeah, we played them off the park with some great one-touch passing. Matic surprisingly did well. And Bruno and Pogba worked very well together, as we thought they would. And, yeah, United fully deserved it uh, with a hat-trick since 2013 from Robin Van Persie. Seven years later, Martial nets one for us. So, yeah, that's always some good news. But going on to the next game, it was Newcastle versus Aston Villa. one all with El Mohamedi getting that vital goal for Villa. What do you think of that, Joe? I can't tell you how annoyed I was that we didn't win this. Um, so, obviously, we did. We uh, we evened the scoreline very late in the game with an Elmo goal in the 83rd minute. But apparently, we were the better team throughout most of the game. And we had another shot on target. We could have won it in the last two minutes or something. Honestly, if we'd have won that, that would have taken us out of relegation zone. And it would, like, I'd be so much less stressed out. Because every game I'm biting my nails at, if I'm watching it or not. I saw saw Villa on tour and he he did an outro, but then he scrapped it and said, I'm not putting this on. And then later on, he showed his deleted rant onto YouTube, and he was furious. He's saying, "We're not, we're going down at this rate if we're playing like this," which I, yeah, I think he's right to be fair. But yeah, I'm still hoping for your prediction. I'm still hoping that we're going to get a Samata goal in the last minute against West Ham, and we'll stay up. Yep. But going on to that, going on to the next game, sorry, on Wednesday was Norwich versus Everton. Michael Keane getting the vital goal, Alex. Yeah. Um... It was, again, a very good performance defensively. We um, stopped uh, Norwich from scoring a few times um, and Pickford didn't really have that much to do. Um, But again, attacking-wise, we could have um, done quite a lot better, I think, with Richarlison and Carver-Lewin having quite a few good chances. I think Awobi looked like a different player than in the Merseyside derby. And, yeah, he just brought that attacking spark on. When Sigurdsson came on for Davis, I, d- I really didn't like Davis. He brought some energy into the Merseyside derby, but against Norwich, he was just a bit meh. So, when we brought Sigurdsson on, I feel like our attacking play going forward was flowing much better. And, obviously, Michael Keane becoming a dad a day before he scores the winner uh, against Norwich for Everton in the, um, in the Premier League. So... A good week for him and a good week for us, to be honest. Another uh, another win and a draw in the Merseyside derby. So, yeah, all round pretty good. So, the next game was Wolves versus Bournemouth. The 1-0 win with Jimenez getting the vital goal. And yet again, Adama Traore and Jimenez link up again with Adama Traore beating his man on the right, crossing it in, and Jimenez gets the vital header. We've seen that twice now. That could be a theme. Who knows for Wolves? But, yeah, Wolves fully deserve the win on that one. Um, the next game was Liverpool versus Crystal Palace. Fabinho with an absolute rocket. What did you think of that, Alex? Oh, it, Fabinho's goal was just unstoppable. He won't hit a ball uh, 
any better than that anywhere except maybe um, Kevin De Bruyne's free kick last night. So, well, sadly that came to nothing. So, yeah. Yeah. The next game was on the Thursday and it was Burnley versus Watford. I didn't watch this game, but I saw Jay Rodriguez's goal and it was a 1-0 to Burnley. Did anybody watch the highlights or anything? No. No, it's I wasn't really interested in that. Um, but yeah, the next game was Southampton versus Arsenal. I know you watched this, Alex. Eddie and Inketia finally getting on the score sheet for Arsenal. Uh, what do you think of this one? So yeah, another game for the for the Arsenal young uh, players. Joe Willock, I think, got the other goal as well. And yeah, against a a very good Southampton team at the moment. Uh, and yeah, I just feel Arsenal opened them up very well and exploited the places that teams haven't really been able to exploit this season so yeah hopefully Arsenal can build off that result and hopefully develop their season yeah and the next game was the vital game that would have stopped Liverpool from winning the title yesterday but obviously if you've been living under a rock you know what it's come out as it was Chelsea 2 Manchester City 1 Pulisic with a brilliant counter-attack goal even though it was a mistake from Mendy and Fernandinho we streamed this game so this was just horrible to watch uh, Kevin De Bruyne scored an absolute worldy of a free kick the dip on that was, in, went was insane crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. went crazy um, Willian scored a penalty which sent Liverpool Premier League champions and yeah um, City switched the play a lot but as we said yesterday Alex too many touches for City and that yeah. cost the end yeah they just in the final third they were just too slow they couldn't get into City at all, they were trying too many crosses to their to their five foot nine striker. So, and against Rodiger and Christensen, you're not going to win any of those headers. They just played it wrong, and then um, Fernandinho um, doing that, getting a red card, was just the icing on the cake for my, uh, for Liverpool. And yeah, just yeah. an all round bad performance from City. Um, yeah, compared to some of their other results City definitely got the game plan wrong there and we'll go on to a quick score prediction for Joe and it's the, on the Saturday at half 12 tomorrow Aston Villa versus Wolves what do you think of this one Joe? Wolves are in good form this game. I'm dreading it we've Get got a, a really tough run over the next few weeks and none of the teams around us seem to be struggling too much um, we've got Wolves and then Liverpool and then um You've got United, haven't you? Yeah, we've got United after that, I think. Yeah, United. I think Arsenal's in the mix there as well. I'm not so sure. Uh, yeah, that's in a few weeks. We've got a break from all the top six teams with Crystal Palace and then Everton. I actually can't wait for the Everton game. I think we'll, we might actually win that. We've taken the most points off Everton than any other club in the past 10 years, I think. And... Um, I'm just hoping that'll keep us out of the relegation zone. Same with the Crystal Palace. They, they, do, sit, goes... they do sit 11th, Crystal yeah. Palace. And they weren't today. Palace do sit 11th, uh, contending with Arsenal and Tottenham. I know, it's going to be a tough game, but I still think we can get a couple of goals off it. We'll see. I think if you, if you, if you want to stay up, you're going to have to take points off us and Crystal Palace because I don't think you're getting them off all of these Man United wolves and stuff, so... No, but well, our, our last game chance. is West Ham. So if we get three wins uh, against you, Crystal Palace and West Ham, 
and maybe ride out the rest to a draw, I think we could still stay up. But West Ham Aston Villa on the last day of the season could be a big one seeing where West Ham are right now and they've just took two losses as well. It's, so, a, it's yeah, a nail biter. Interesting. Even though the league's already won, we've still got a lot of excitement to come. Yeah. Well, so we're stay, still keeping Bournemouth and West Ham. We're only in the relegation zone due to goal difference. Yeah. yeah. So, we'll go on to some transfer news now. And I was shocked. When I turned my phone on, I was shocked by this. Thomas Munier has gone on a free from PSG to Dortmund until 2024. He signed a four-year contract with Borussia Dortmund. PSG's starting right back as well, and I'm surprised he's not signed with them. Alex, what did you think of this one? I was a bit surprised by this. Well, it was because Everton had been linked to him quite a lot, and obviously Manchester United as well, because everyone seems like they need right-backs at the moment. But I don't know what this means for Hakimi either. He's currently on loan at Dortmund from Real Madrid, and that probably means he's going to go back to Real Madrid. But if I was Mounier, um, I would have probably gone to one of the Premier League teams because of how many teams are looking for a right-back at the moment. But I think if, you, if you're if you going to go to uh, a team where you're going to excel, Dortmund's probably one of the best teams to do that at the moment, seeing as they're going in a very positive direction as well. But yeah. Yeah. Also, another contract that has run out, Pedro from Chelsea will move to Roma next season. Another another weird one because Pedro has come off the bench and started in the second team virtually for Chelsea this season. But yeah, you can see why he's going because the likes of Ziyech, Werner and others are coming in as well. And I don't think he'll be able to con- contend or contest against them. No, I doubt he'll be playing first team football. Yeah. And also, you just have to laugh at this, don't you? I mean, I don't know how this has gone through, but Juventus have agreed a 72 million fee with Barcelona for Arthur. I mean, this is Arthur who's won nothing apart from a La Liga, and that's it. And he's not really showed his qualities on the pitch that much. But for 72 million, that is definitely not a bargain. That is overpriced. No, that's yeah. a laughable fee. Yeah. There's also. Um... This thing about uh, Pjanic going the other way from Juventus to Barcelona. But again, I don't think um, Arthur is... If he does go to um, Juventus, uh, which uh, I'm not currently sure if he will have agreed the fee, but he might not want to um, go, according to some sources, I think. But yeah, he's done nothing. He's, He's not been in the papers. He's just... Played a few games for Barcelona, not scored many goals, not got many assists. And suddenly, just because he plays for Barcelona, he's got a £70 million price tag. So, Yeah, it's ridiculous. But going on to some of the contract extensions now, and this is another laughable one. David Luiz has signed a one-year contract with Arsenal. This is just... I don't know what this is. There's some others in a bit, but I'll tell you about it. But first, let's get a reaction from you guys on that one. I don't think that's right. <laughs> so. Yeah, um, it's just one week after him getting the red card against uh, Manchester City and putting that absolutely dreadful performance in. Um, but yeah, it's it's classic Arsenal, I think. Um, they, they're going to get a few defenders in in the summer. They've got um, Saliba or something from St Etienne. 
and he's uh, another young centre-back who I think could do very well for them and I don't think there was any point in giving David Luiz a contract he's um, an astronomical amount of wages and they've got enough centre-backs to be honest Mustafi Chambers obviously they're not the best centre-backs but um, overall David Luiz has probably been the worst one since signing for Arsenal so yeah, there's there's lots more they could do with him uh, than make him sign under the contract. So, yeah, I was surprised when um, when this came through. Honestly, I thought that he'd be out by the end of the season. I'm surprised Arsenal fans aren't kicking off off about it and uh, rioting basically, because he's been an awful signing. He's got a ridiculous amount of reds, and I don't think he's had a good influence on the team at all. Um, uh, I just think that they've signed him because they're really struggling with defence at the moment. And I think there's better ways to go about fixing your defence than extending his contract for a year. Because yeah. I don't think he's uh, a good influence on the team at all. And I think yeah. he's kind of dragging them down with his track record. Yeah, also with Arsenal, they've um, extended the loan for Danny Ceballos, which is good for them. But this just shows how poor the recruitment is at Arsenal at the moment. They've got long-term deals for Cedric Suarez and Pablo Mari, who haven't even started this season. Bellerin's are starting at right-back, and Pablo Mari's not even starting because Luis is starting. So I didn't see the point in extending their loans to him to permanence, but that's what yeah. Arsenal thinks right. Uh, but also Scott McTominay has signed a five-year deal with United until 2025 with an option of an extra year which is very good for us. Yeah, I think it'll be a vital part of our squad in the next coming years. Also, Jan Vertonghen and Michel Vorm have agreed to extend their contracts um, for, a, I think it was a one-year deal. Um, so that's good for Spurs, I suppose, to get a bit of experience in there. But, yeah, what what do you think about that Spurs, Jan Vertonghen? He has been there quite a while. Do you think his time's passed? Uh, well, for me, he's still uh, a very good centre-back and he is quite versatile. He's played um, at full-back sometimes with Tottenham as well, um, on the left. But, yeah, he's, it, there comes a time when you're too old to be Premier League quality and I think give him one more year and he'll have passed that. But for for just one season, while Tottenham try and sort out their, their defence a bit, there's, there's a lot of teams currently trying to sort out their defence but yeah give him give him one more year maybe he can start a few games and be some good for Tottenham and then they could probably get a fair bit of money out of him yeah yeah I'd say he's um, it's a bit weird them keeping him on uh, I don't know if he's strictly Tottenham quality uh, given his age but he's been a class defender for them and he's done really well for himself so, props to him, I guess. Yeah. I forgot to tell you before as well. So, Arsenal, after that Brighton game, Neil Marpe came out and said, Arsenal players need to learn humility. They got what they deserved. So, that's what Marpe is saying there. Um, I think he thinks Arsenal big club. He think they can just boss around Brighton. Maybe. That, that yeah. might be going through his head. I don't know. But that is the end of this podcast, episode 26. I'm sure this will be cut into parts, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe. And yeah, should they share the socials, guys? Yes, yeah. all of them. Definitely. Um, definitely watch 
all of our Twitch videos. We're missing out on you guys over there. Um, we'll be streaming a, f- a few more games this week. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get the games up. Uh, I'll try and find a way. But yeah, um, add us on Instagram. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, uh, all, all the social medias. Um, and have a nice weekend. Yeah, good weekend of football. FA Cup coming. I'm trying not to think about um, the Premier League that much. Though, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, just if you're on social media, just scroll through all the things about Liverpool. You'll be alright. It's all over the. I'm getting adverts of Liverpool in the league on my personal account. I don't even follow Alex, any football Alex, accounts Alex, on that. Alex, it's... chill, chill, chill. <laughs> all right, that's bye from me. And me. And me. Thank you for watching. Hey. Yeah.